up, everybody? We're back. Uh, I guess this is kind of like the camp edition of double coverage with the McCordy twins. As you guys know, uh, each and every Sunday for the past, I don't know how many weeks now, uh, we've been quarantined, so I, I've lost count. Me and Dev have been on here via the FanCred app. Uh, for you guys that don't know, go on your app store, get the FanCred app, sign up. Once you sign up, you'll see on air, drop down menu, click double coverage with the McCordy Twins, and then you get a chance to come on air with us uh, side by side in the video chat and be able to ask uh, your question that we'll answer right here on the podcast. And for other people, as you know, our podcast is on iTunes, YouTube, Spotify, all of that stuff, double coverage with the McCordy Twins. Make sure you go check it out and you hit that subscribe button. But like I was saying, this is the training camp edition. This will probably be our last podcast for a while as we figure out what train NFL training camp 2020 uh, will be like you, you, you looking forward to training camp and you're, you're, you're opting in, right? You're playing, you're giving it a shot, what you got going on. Yeah. But why waste our time talking about that? We got two guys coming on. We'll be talking about that. There's been a lot going on for a lot of people. We've been struggling. We got baseball came back. Basketball has its scrimmages. Um, hockey's close to returning. Football struck a deal. So, um, I just want to know, as we have some free time throughout the show, people let us know how how excited are you with the different sports coming back. Um, I watch some of the scrimmages. Uh, anyone that knows, I do not watch baseball, um, but some of the basketball scrimmages uh, is different. Watching the games, I saw someone say it's like an AAU tournament. It looks like all the guys are in Orlando for the big AAU tournament of the year. So, um, but it's great to see basketball back. Uh, the new superstar looks like Bowl Bowl in Denver. Uh, he was killing his seven-two. Did you see? Guard. Did you see the, the like fan chants they had kind of going on on they like said, the big boards and stuff? They said Thursday when the game start, you'll be able to go and log in virtually, and like your face will pop up, so you'll be able to like be at the game. So that's gonna be pretty cool. They need to do that for football somehow. I don't know. Like just <laughs> replace replace all the bleachers and just put screens all around. No, they eventually I want that money from them seats at some point. But I don't think every stadium has already decided. I know in New Jersey, uh, the governor there, Murphy, he already has said there won't be uh, people at Giants and Jets game. But I think um, here in Massachusetts, there's still a chance that it's going to be like minimum capacity and that there will be. But like you just said, I think that's a great idea. Um, whoever's got a chance, get on the fan line and tell us how it's been now having sports back uh, in some capacity. Pretty cool. It's been a long time since we had live sports. So I know people are excited for that. Yeah, and they got to get their fixes. Football-wise, it won't really be, you know, just training camp. We won't really start true practicing and stuff until mid-August. So um, you'll still have to wait to get your football fixed. Um, but I'm excited to see, like, basketball come back. And it's pretty cool because they're going to play a couple games and then it's right into the playoffs, into kind of that championship chase. So uh, I'm excited to see that. And um, I guess – Shout out Lou. Uh, Lou Williams is kind of in a pickle. He uh, he had an excused absence, and uh, he was over there in, in Atlanta at um, at the strip club. Which, which one was he at? At Magic City. Yeah. At Magic City. So they had to ask him a few questions. Now he has to quarantine for ten days. But I mean, he was in the bubble. You got to get some freedom. So, but that's my thing with all of this. Like uh, recently, uh, uh, Rutgers football just decided to stop. I think it was that was all still voluntary, right? I don't know how all the rules in college and all that's working out, but Rutgers now has just stopped. And it's just like the realization, like these NBA players are in a bubble. Are guys really going to be able to just quarantine themselves in a bubble for months on end without seeing family, friends, girlfriends, however however your lifestyle is, you know what I mean? Are people really not saying with college students? When you think about college football, for one, how do you expect college football to happen if universities say, hey, we're not going to have classes on campus? Hey, but we're going to allow our football team to be here, stay on campus. And you guys, because you make a lot of money for our university, you guys still it's too big of a risk for our students to come back. But for you guys, yeah, you just stay on campus and you guys figure this out. And you just I don't think you can expect. I think I look back at our college days and I remember we had a guy during camp uh, sneak a girl into the dorm. We had multiple violations. And I think back to now, like when you were in college, there's no way you're just going to be in the dorm with your fellow teammates for an entire football season. Like you're not going to go to any parties. And no way. 
as you as you were talking, I see Courtney Green just came in on Facebook, so he probably knows about those college days. Um, and you telling stories about guys sneaking in, so hopefully he don't jump in the chat and give out no names. But I agree with you, man. You talk about young young men, and, and even in other sports, call it soccer, field hockey, lacrosse, young men and women having to now be contained in this really small bubble of going from the dorm to practice, dorm to practice, dorm to practice, maybe the dining hall, but I don't even know if that's open. You probably have food in the facility where you're practicing and meeting. That's tough to do. And, I mean, you see that, like you just said, you see that with the professional athletes. And this is just the beginning. Like, this still has a long stretch to go. College athletes are just in their kind of preseason type of thing. As the season goes, the kids start coming back on campus. Like, I mean, how it's just tough to imagine. I don't 18, 19 year old me, I, a bubble, what? And then people are already telling you it won't affect you because you're young. That That's just kind of crazy. Yeah, uh, some questions flowing through. Uh, we got uh, Victor. What's up, Victor? I met Jason in person the other day. Uh, good to see you on here checking uh, our podcast out. Hope y'all both put your mask on. Yeah, man, I'm always masked up wherever I'm at, man. Well, my man Mike Dermott and my man Rashawn Tommy K. Blast in here on Facebook. Okay. I got everything going. There we go. Gary on Facebook set expectations for JC Jackson this year. Um, sky's the limit for JC. I tell him, I call him Gerald. I don't call him JC, but I tell I tell my guy Gerald that all the time. Uh, his jump from year two to year one uh, was a, a huge jump, a ton of success. I see no different uh, than year three for him. I, I tell him all the time. I think he has the potential to be, when you talk about some of the best corners in our game, uh, I feel like he's right there and he's only scratched the surface of how good he can possibly be as a corner. So um, I, I believe in a ton in, in JC. So I think uh, sky's the limit for him. Um, was the defense good because of twin telepathy death? Uh, no. No, I don't talk. <laughs> I'll talk to Jay regular or uh, telepathically. I don't. I try to avoid him. What else we got? Dmac, Dmac, you are awesome too. Carrie uh, says, "Well, football players have to be in a bubble." No, uh, there's no for say bubble for us. Uh, I think the hope is that guys would just take the responsibility on themselves and just make sure that we're trying to do uh, as much as we possibly can uh, to stay away from other people and not do certain things to make sure we're protecting one another. We man, got uh, yeah, workers all in here. My man Milan just jumped in. Uh, uh, that's throwback Rutgers. Some of you young Rutgers guys won't know. That's back in the early 2000s. We were out there terrorizing the Rutgers campus, winning a lot of football games. There we go. We got we got our first guest on, uh, on the fan line. We got Austin uh, is coming up next on the fan line. Someone said, where's Hightower? He's coming. Don't One thing I tell you, don't rush Boomtower. You'll get him there angry. You guys won't have as much fun. Let's make sure he's nice. As we, there we go. What's up, Austin? What's going on, guys? Not much. Uh, so I was wanting to know, like, because I'm in the military, so we constantly, like, had to set ourselves aside from certain situations and stuff, but – for you guys being football players, I imagine it's gonna it's gonna be crazy because like now you don't get that interaction with fans, you know? Because the MLB already canceled out like no fans. So, do you guys think the NFL is gonna do that? Uh, I I do believe um, there may be. It's gonna be I guess a state by state thing, whatever uh, the governor's decisions are in, in any given state. But I like you just said. I think the um, reality is player fan interaction for the 2020 season is going to be very minimal. I think just from a standpoint, guys go out early to warm up. There's usually fans at the game early and you're taking pictures, you're signing autographs. I think about uh, when guys are just, you have different appearances where you show up places and you think about when you see so many guys with an arm around somebody taking a picture and all of that. I just don't see any of that happening this season. Just something as simple as charity events that guys usually do year in and year out probably won't be able to happen. So I, do, I don't I do see fans really being at games. And if they are, it's going to be a very small number where they're able to control seating and everything to keep the fans not only far from the players, but the fans far from each other as well. I mean, I, mean, I understand because you got – I mean, if we if we try to push, you know, hey, we want to see the players, you know, then it's going to it's gonna cut the season real quick. Exactly. Um, exactly. 
And then another thing, so because of COVID, you know, we don't really get to hear the backstory. Like usually y'all during all season get to, you know, have fun, do whatever. So what did y'all do? Like y'all didn't get to do what you usually do. So so what did you have to do or plan? We didn't, we didn't get to do anything. <laughs> we, went, we went on a Disney cruise right yeah, before like, right before COVID hit. And since then, I mean, the, the excitement from my family has been we stayed with Dad for two weeks. And he has a pool at his house. So, I mean, we got in the pool. That was about it. But other than that, <laughs> it's just been chaos chasing chasing kids around the house all day. I mean, did you did you guys benefit off of it, being able to, like, uh, you know, be with your family more? Or, you know, do you see it as, you know, I don't get to get out there and get with these new players and assist them to better the team? Yeah, I think it's both, man. It's, it's that part stuck, like, even being on the virtual meetings and talking – um, it was cool. Like, we got to know each other, like, laughing and joking. You get to kind of see guys' personalities. But it's different being in person. And then, like you said, on the opposite side of that, we got to spend a lot of time at home. You know, obviously you don't have to go to the facility, but then it's a pandemic going on, so you're in the house anyway. So it was a lot of close spent time with the kids and the wives. So, you know, that part was very enjoyable. But you miss it. You miss being around the guys. You miss doing what you do. So, Hopefully we can get this thing running and not have to stop and actually have a full season and um, we'll see how it all kind of plays out. Yeah, it's it's definitely not the same because, like, for me, it's usually, you know, baseball after NFL is done, but there ain't no yeah. baseball. You can't go to the game. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. And We're then, all out on the run. And in the Army, they always like, hey, you deployed here, you're going there, and you ain't going nowhere, COVID. Like, so yeah. you're either staying in the home too. So I understand. You, just like us. Yeah, yep. I, I feel y'all. I definitely do. Yeah. Hey, well, hey, well, we appreciate you, man. The sacrifices you're making as well. Hey, I appreciate. Hey, y'all got to sacrifice too, you know, because you're out here playing and you could easily catch it. So it's just the same. Hey, no doubt. Appreciate you, man. I appreciate y'all. No doubt. Here we go, Derek Franklin on Facebook. I know not having a preseason isn't ideal for players and coaches. As a fan, it will good to see, be good to see teams figure out timing and matchups on the fly. Should make for a more a more raw football product and better defensive games. More yeah. raw, definitely a way to put it, but it's probably gonna yeah. be and not as good as a product early on. I would say. Yeah, I mean, I think the hard thing too is like we've been talking about it. You, you understand why there's no preseason games because um, how quickly of a turnaround it would be for guys to take their body from not doing football to playing games, but you just hate to see so many young guys not get an opportunity. And, you know, one of the things, everything that's happening now is you're seeing a lot of teams cut down from 90 to 80 guys. You're seeing guys get released who never really got an opportunity because of the pandemic, and that really sucks, I think. Especially, like, I know you always talk about that being a six-round draft pick how important training camp practices were, then preseason games, how important those were for you to make the team. So yeah. it, it, it kind of sucks seeing that, um, especially for us. I think our team is always I – mean, every team's like that. They're looking for the next guy that's undrafted, you know, the J.C. Jacksons, the Malcolm Butlers, the David Andrews, the guys that come in undrafted. No one thinks about – next thing you know, they're starting playing in the biggest games of the year. So um, it is tough to watch some of these young guys have to get released before even getting a chance to, you know, step into the building. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Uh, Frank, uh, on the on the chat, uh, okay, real quick question. How do you think the lack of fans will affect, if at all, comeback attempts and putting pressure on visiting teams during uh, big moments in the games? Oh, man, that's a, a good question. I think just uh, – I think they'll put some noise in there, but, yeah, it won't be the same. No question, and – it won't be the same, and I think it'll, it'll impact everything. The energy, uh, the sound, the noise and stuff in the stadium is going to be an adjustment that I think everybody has to get used to. Like Dev said last week, since you've been playing Pop Warner or Little League, baseball, whatever sport you play with, you've always at least had your parents at the game. So there's always been fans and stuff, so you're used to having that. So it'll definitely be an adjustment uh, that everybody's going to have to get used to. Someone asked, are you still doing a podcast when training camp starts? No, nah, we'll be taking a quick break. Uh, Sarah asked, am I excited about my Madden rating? I got too many kids. I don't even get to play Madden. Uh, but I love when people tag me on Instagram or Facebook or Twitter um, with me making plays out there on Twitter, I mean, on Madden. Don't tag me if I'm out there getting ran over or getting beat, though. Don't, don't do that to try to be funny. I don't want to see all that. Uh, Jessica on Facebook said, hi, Jason, Devin, I work. 
for the Franklin YMCA. And I just wanted to say thank you for all that you do for us. You are giving the kids something to really look, really look up to. I appreciate that. Thank you for saying that. Uh, pleasure uh, is all ours being able to be a part uh, of the local YMCA out here. We, we actually got Boom Tower backstage and he's ready to go. Uh, so we, we, we're not going to keep high waiting. We're going to bring high on and get our first guest going. This is the There he is. What up, what up? Welcome to the show, man. You're a fan favorite. I'm sure our numbers are going to skyrocket. Now that you're all here, the people love you. And we didn't bring you in right. We had to say, boom. No different than being in the locker room. That's exactly how you expect Dev to act. No, you know, that's that was the first thing. But you know you're my favorite twin, though, J-Mac. Hey, I know. Hey, I appreciate it. That was a question for later on, J-Mac or D-Mac, and you came in and started with J-Mac. That's messed up. All the struggle. Yeah, that's messed up. <laughs> how, how was COVID life, man? And you got to give all the men out there some advice because you COVID life, pregnant fiance, and everybody know who has had kids, it get a little tough with dealing with a pregnant woman. How is that man dealing with COVID and being inside all the time? Man, I say COVID, bro. Uh it ain't been bad, man. We've we've been we've been locked in the house, but it's been good for us, bro. We uh we've been cooking a lot together and stuff. So I mean it's been good. We've uh it's it's been all right. I won't I won't say anything bad right now. We 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 live right now. I can't say anything too bad, but uh, I do got some good news, though, man, as far as the pregnancy goes, man. We had uh, Racing Dash, July 16th, 8.4, 22 and a half inches, man. Hey, like, we breaking news here on Double Coverage. I didn't want to say man. that. Breaking. I said pregnant. I didn't want to put your business out there. Nah, nah, it's all, it's all love, man. I got I got permission before. You better believe that, though. <laughs> See, hey, fellas, even Dante Hightower got to get permission. I mean, always run your household, but be smart. You don't want to lose that type of battle. It is. Hey, what's the know your like, battle. No doubt about it. Have you picked up any new hobbies or got into anything that you already were used to doing, but because of all the time, have you been able to stay in Tennessee where you're at, haven't had to come up to Foxborough? Have you picked up any new hobbies during this time? Uh, we actually was in Tennessee for a little bit, but uh, we had to come up to Massachusetts to deliver. So uh, mm. we've been up here. But like I said before, we've been uh, we've been cooking a lot, man. We've been out on the trigger grill or or baking and stuff. She's she's gotten into baking a little bit with uh with little man here. So um, we we've been doing a little bit of that. I got into uh to herbal garden, man. I've been uh that's my thing, bro. I got some uh some basil going, bro. Some rosemary. So okay, yeah, bro, I done, done, done jumped Dope. into that, bro. So so trying to eat a little cleaner, bro. Shout out that trigger, bro. I did I did some ribs and some uh burnt ends. Uh, and uh, earlier this month, yeah, I was, I was, oh, I, was I said, I might as well try to do it. I was on my, I was on my Pat Chung, man, just out here doing stuff. Yeah, I was about to say, we're gonna have, a, have we're gonna have to have a cook off or something, boy. You doing it like that, burning? You got to send me a recipe, yeah, man. Oh, I'll just be Googling stuff, you know what I mean? I ain't that good, <laughs> no wrong with it, as long as you get it done, <laughs> exactly. Hey, man, how, how, oh, go ahead. How how did you get the name Boom Tower? Like, was it a, a nickname from when you was young, or did it come when you started really just laying people out of Alabama or in the league? How'd you get that nickname, Boom Tower? Uh, bro, for real, it really came from uh, two of my homies, uh, Michael Neese, Kerry Murphy, uh, back in school. They used to, uh, I guess we was watching highlights or something. I don't know what it was. I I had a couple big hits, and then uh, we was up late drinking, I guess, uh, watching ESPN, you know, they were showing the web gems and then like, I guess it was home run derby or something. I'm not sure what it was, but the announcer kept saying, boom tower, boom tower. And, uh, Deese was drunk. Murph was drunk. He was running around the street. They was running on the street, hollering boom tower, boom tower. Just stuck, bro. I've been running with it ever since. Hey man, I feel bad for anybody watching. If you have, if you ever got a chance to hang out with high in Tennessee with his homies, I mean, it is a good time. I went to his house one time when I was visiting J-Mac, and we was out there for hours in his bar downstairs in the basement uh, just chilling. A little bowling alley. I was throwing terrible uh, terrible balls down there, gutter balls and stuff. But it was all good times. Like he said, 
I left a little, I left a little intoxicated, but it was a good time. I made my wife drive. Be smart if you're drinking, just so you guys know. <laughs> and we, we got a question. We got a question from Fan Crit, uh, from Frank. <laughs> Ask Qualin if he can rank these plays as a his opinions. Scooper scored during his first game, Lynch tackle on the goal line, or the Maddie Ice strip sack. Frank goes one to three. Oh. What we got at three? At three, man. I got to go with the scooping score. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's, it's love, bro, but it was, I mean, first game and all, but. It wasn't in the Super Bowl. <laughs> yeah, I know, bro, right? Uh, and then two, bro, uh, I got to go with the tackle, man. I mean, it's, it's, it, mean, it, mean a lot, it mean a lot to me. Uh, as far as like the playing going through all of it, but but that strip sack, bro. Oh. It's fun things around, dog. It's fun things around, bro. And it just uh just kind of shows shows that relentless of that team, the perseverance, bro. Yeah, I, had, I gave up on y'all. That's so true. Was- we came out the half. We was like, we're gonna get a stop, the offense gonna score, and then we're gonna be back. We came they out went down that score. I said, I'm turning this off. <laughs> What'd you say? I was at home mad like I was playing in the game. I'll be like that sometimes, man. Hey, favorite moment, favorite moment in a big game, whether it's college or pro, we'll go college first. What's your favorite memory from playing football at Bama? Uh, I'll say that, uh, my last game at LSU, that Natty, that national championship, bro. Just uh, just showed that that team was built around defense, bro. And the way we went out there and played and stopped them boys from costing a fifty. Mm. It just that just that just that sit home with me. I'm a big, you know, I'm a big defensive guy, big run stopping guy, but we did it all that game. And who and who was your favorite player of all time? Um, obviously, I mean everybody gonna think Tom Brady, but like, who's your favorite player as far as like he was a beast? And like good relationship, like being around them. Who was your favorite, college or NFL? Uh, I say Mayo, man, because uh, I watched Mayo whenever he was in college. Uh, I wasn't a big UT fan, but um, their games was always on. So obviously, but uh, I watched him. I watched him growing up, but obviously he was a badass or whatever. But uh, I, I just I, I liked him, and then obviously getting here and the way he brought me in under his wing, uh, treating me like a brother. Uh, and then even you know him coming back and being a coach, it's um it's never really like being in a room with a coach or actually talking to a coach. I mean you know that you know him. I mean y- y'all both know him. So um, I think that that's that's my all time favorite. And and tell us life as a dad. What how's that? What has that been like? Are you staying up? Do you handle the night the night shift? What is what is first? Right right now we got help. Um, but it, it's been great. It's, it's, it's truly been a blessing, bro. I, 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 like I told you, man, I don't, I don't have any words to describe it. Uh, you know, asking for, for, from you guys kind of advice or, or what to look forward to or, or what to expect. Um, I mean, it, it was that and some, so, but I mean, we had help right now. Our, both our moms up right now. So, uh, but they had now this week. So that'll be the, the real, yeah, the real test. But last couple of nights, he's been good though. So, uh, you know, Hopefully he'll uh we've got him acclimated on on the right sleep schedule. Yeah, we always be talking about that, man. Like the hospitals should have to do something. Like they shouldn't just send you home with a baby. Like you don't know what you're doing. They just be like, all right, man, see you later. The nurse had to show them how to change a diaper when I was first there. Hey, we we were straight. We we changed the diaper and everything. We we was fine. We was about to walk out the door, and uh, we had the car seat on. And as soon as we put him in the car seat, he started going crazy. Like, like buck wild. And I like, uh, she picked him up and he was fine. And she set him back down. We bucking him back in. He started going crazy. And we had to call the nurse back in just to make sure that like, we wasn't, we didn't have anything wrong. Like we wasn't pinching his leg, but, uh, we, we was fine, but we were straight. And we got home and, uh, my mom, uh, her mom and dad was here. Uh, you know, they, they said we walked in like we knew what we was doing. So we, we just been running with it like that. Okay. Hey, stay confident, baby. That's it. <laughs> Hey, well, we appreciate you, man, taking the time out, uh, coming on here, chatting with us for a little bit. I know the fans appreciate it. So, Boom Tower, we appreciate you, bro. Thank you. No problem, bro. I appreciate y'all, fellas. Mm-hmm. Yes,
We're gonna bring us some Jordan cleats too. I told him I like those. Speaking of of changing diapers, I remember our first kid. We, me and Melissa, left out somewhere, and Dev and Michelle was watching the kids. And uh, (laughs) we come back, and uh, we get Liana, and I think we went to change her diaper. These these two kids, Dev and Michelle, they put the diaper on backwards. So it just goes to show you they've come a long way now to changing diapers the right way, uh, being an awesome uh, mom and dad. So now I would trust them uh, to change a diaper to one of my kids, although none of mine are in diapers and I don't plan on going that route uh, anytime soon. So you never, but, know. you never know. Nah, I ain't doing that. But appreciate uh, Boom Tower coming on. Uh, always good to talk to. I think we missed a few questions. Somebody said, somebody said baby boom. <laughs> That's actually a pretty good nickname. What we had? I, I thought I felt like yeah. I had some. Oh, that's what I thought. Carrie, Carrie said, how's your daughter feeling after those squats? Explain, uh, ex- explain the squats. So uh, the problem, anybody knows when you're raising kids, however you discipline them, no matter what you do, they kind of get accustomed to it. So whether it's timeout, whether it's a pop on the arms or the leg, and my daughter, like, somehow she got, like, this toughness in her. So, like, if I pop her legs or her butt or her hand, she really won't care. She'll just look at me. And so, like, as a dad, like, I don't want to keep hitting her harder. Like, that's not what I'm trying to do. So then one day it came to me. I forgot what she wouldn't do. And then I told her to do it. And she looked at me and she just kept saying no. And so I said, all right, we're going to do wall sits. And at first we had her back on the wall and she was sitting, but she wasn't doing it well. So then we just moved her out and we go hands on the knees, not a great defensive stance, but we go hands on the knees and we just have to sit there, hands on the knees. If the, hand, if the hands drop, put them back up. So she only had to do 30 seconds. That's light punishment for her. Usually if she does it, I don't, I don't keep the timer. We just go. And my son, he's only two, but we moving him towards it too. I make him, he doesn't know how to do hands on the knees, so I make him stand like this. Hands up. Hands up. <laughs> there you go. Parenting one-on-one with DMAT. We got Sean coming up next on the fan line. It's that football background. Like, you know you don't have to hit somebody. Like, when we used to have to do raises and stuff. Or make them roll. You roll that field a few times. That's not – that's messed up. What's happening, Sean? How you doing? I'm doing well. It's great to see you. I I was – when I came back here to Canada – um, I was in quarantine and I had a COVID test, a swab test, and it was not comfortable. You guys are, are going to have one every day. Is that right? Yeah. For the uh, first two weeks, that's the plan. Oh, man. That's, that's, I, I feel for you. Um, also, yeah. my other uh, concern is that there's not going to be any preseason games, right? No. Just, so what about guys like Uche or other rookie, rookies? Are, are you really going to get a good feel for them? Um, how are they going to, are they going to slowly get into the lineup? Uh, I think that's going to go in training camp. I think it's going to be a process that we all have to go through, whether it's like you just said, uh, a young rookie coming in or somebody like Dev who's been in the system who now will be in his 11th year. Uh, the truth of the matter is probably some of the rookies, maybe depending upon what bowl game they played and they might've played football. Uh, the, the last time they might've played football is sooner than some of the older guys. So I think all of us, we haven't played football since the last game of the season last year. So it's going to be an acclimation period for all of us. And I think, obviously, for young guys right now, this is the toughest year to come into the NFL. Uh, not only are there not going to be any preseason games for you to get into the groove of things, you had no spring. You haven't been to your to the facility or the stadium at all. So you have no idea where anything is inside the building. You probably have no idea where you're going to live. So there's just so many variables going on. Uh, that are kind of working against you. But I think for rookies, it's going to be you're just trying to get reps during practice, get those mental reps. And it's probably just going to be a slower process as guys start to pick things up and get into the groove of things. Yeah, sure. Now, Boom Tower mentioned uh, his favorite all-time player that I guess associated with was Gerard Mayo, and I was a huge fan. And working on that 51 legacy, one of the things that I've been disappointed with last year, I mean, there's so much depth at linebacker, is we didn't see a lot of Bentley. Uh, he played minimal snaps, but especially against the run, I thought he played pretty well. Do you anticipate him? Obviously, he's going to play more, but do you think that's going to actually improve the run defense because he's in there more? Um, to me, Bentley's been a great player for us, especially coming in. 
when he was a rookie. Like, he stuck out right away, just knowledge. Um, and I think, like you said, I think one of the, the best things about Ben is just his versatility, whether it's against the run. Obviously, he's a stout physical player. But even in the past, like, he came – he was covering tight ends, covering backs out of the backfield. So, um, I think for every guy in the NFL, when you come in and there's other players who have played for a while – and you get some playing time, and, you know, things change each year. I know he's excited. He's been working his butt off. J-Mac's been with him a little bit this offseason of just preparing and getting ready. So I'm excited just for him to go out there in preseason. I mean, when you look around, he's going to be one of our, our young kind of leadership type of guys, and we'll count on him to really kind of try to lead those young guys. And he's always done a good job of that since he's been here. Um, but I'm excited for him, and along with some other good players that we have. Um, just to get an opportunity to go out there and play a little bit more. Yep. All right. That's awesome. I'll keep well. Stay safe. Go pass. Hey, I appreciate you. Thanks, man. As well. Hey, my man David on Facebook. Uh, tell your son we said happy birthday. That's awesome, man. You come on here. You didn't try to ask no questions. Just shout out your son. Yeah, I appreciate that. Here we go. Um, I have found a good question. Oh, I have found something good right here. It's crazy to think Hightower is the only player with two plus Super Bowls and a national championship and national championships in college. But he got multiple championships. You would say when you talk about people like that, you would say he's just winner. winner. <laughs> Wherever he goes, he wins. I remember High came in like 285. First practice, pick six. I think he might have picked Brady off too. Yeah. Uh, Marcus asks, how is Cam Newton going to uh, adapt to the Patriot way? Um, I don't know. I guess I'm a, a veteran that came to the team. I think they said Cam, he's, this might be year 10 for him, right? I think this is like year 10. I got to the team. For me, it's the same. It was year 10. Uh, for me, I didn't really like. I didn't really see like a dramatic, like, oh, this is the Patriot way. Um, it was just you get here, you do your job, uh, you put the team first. I think – a lot of the things they say are a lot of things that every team in the NFL says, you know what I mean? Um, but I think they have a, a good amount of veteran leadership uh, of guys um, showing the way. And I think for people, when you get there, kind of the tempo of whatever team you're on is kind of moved by the guys leading the team. And I think when you get here, there's so many guys that have been here for so long. Uh, you look at it, you think about the top, you, Slate, Jules, like all you guys have been here for 10 plus years. Uh, Steve Goskowski was just here. Tom was just here. Gronk was here for X amount of years. Um, Pete Chung has been here for a ton of years, a decade plus. Nate Ebner, who just left Durant. You have so many guys that have been here at Hightower for so many years that there's just a way of doing things that I wouldn't say is a Patriot way. It's just guys do their job. And it's, it sounds super simple. But when I got here, that's, I found out that's all it was. And in the process of doing our jobs, we have a lot of fun. Uh, building relationships, getting to know guys, laughing a ton. So I think whether it's Cam Newton or any person that comes to the team uh, via free agency, trade, rookie, uh, undrafted free agent, all of that, I think no matter what team you go to, there's always an acclimation period. I remember leaving Tennessee, going to Cleveland. You got to get used to new surroundings. You don't know who any of the trainers are. You don't know who the equipment managers. You don't know who the people working in the cafeteria. So it was just an adjustment you have to get to. And then you figure out once you adjust, it's just like, man, this is just like being in another city. It's just like, hey, Dev's just like the guy that I would hide in the locker room that was a comedian there or the trainers just like the trainer I had here. So I think it's just an acclimation period that everybody has to go through. Yeah, I agree. I always say that, man. The Patriot way is just coming in, doing what's asked of you, and just going out there and doing whatever you feel is necessary to win football games. Like, that's what it's about. Um, and I think that's what New England is about. It's about winning football games. You ask anybody who's come here, we've said it on here before, they got here and it was like, man, I've heard guys come and be like, man, I like it here because it seems like the only focus is winning football games. And I mean, you've played at different places where, you know, it's tougher when you got different head coaches, guys getting fired. Like there's a lot of just continuity in, uh, in New England. Like a lot of things stay the same. It stays consistent and you're able to just focus on the game and focus on winning. But I think he's a veteran guy. He'll adjust. Um, that's what usually happens. And it'll be different this year. Like you said, for every single player this year, things will be different. For rookies, it'll be different, but they don't know anything. So this will be what they know. So um, I'm excited to get back to work in the next couple of days. Yeah, for people asking, uh, Martha said, when do you guys have to report to camp? 
Uh, training camp this year is going to be a little bit different. It's going to be, I don't know if you've seen on social media, a lot of the different beat reporters and the Schefters and the Ian Rappaports have talked about it. The first few days will be just testing. So different guys at different times and all of that will be reporting just to test and go home. Obviously, global pandemic going on, things will be a little bit different. And we'll have to test a few times before we'll enter the building and begin what this year's training camp uh, looks like. So I think for Dev, myself, and everybody, uh, everybody's still figuring out. I think even the league in itself, too, everybody's still figuring out. We've come to an agreement. So now we're all figuring out each step as we go along. And so for everybody, the first step is making sure everybody's getting tested and everybody has negative tests before they enter the building. I see Larry say Brady, Brady was winning last year but was unhappy. What the hell? I always tell you don't believe everything you read. I mean, I think that's as easy as that one is. Um, people, I think, create narratives that are not always true. Guys, yeah. leave, guys leave a free agency every year, literally. Every yeah. year. And I think that goes along with Marion. Just said, I'm glad you said it's fun playing here. Apparently, TB and Grant uh, didn't think so. I, I wouldn't I wouldn't say that. I just think it's it's a business. It's football. It's life. Um Things happen, things go on, there's timing for everything. You think about it, man, Tom Brady played 20 years on one team. Like, that is so incredible. And not only did he play 20 years on one team, he helped bring six championships to that team. So, I I mean, obviously, uh, he enjoyed playing here. He obviously loved it because he spent 20 years here and did some amazing things. So. And same for Gronk. Gronk came in same year as Dev and had a, a Hall of Fame career here. So those are the two guys that, while playing at Gillette Stadium, put up a Hall of Fame career. So pretty remarkable uh, to those guys. But we got our guy P. Chung is here on the fan line. So we got to bring our guy Patrick Chung uh, on to double covers and get a chance to chat with him. Now, we all know Pat is probably doing. He might come on here while he's building something. With glasses and all, no, he's not. Man, the next time you call me Patrick Chung, bro, I'm on your head. <laughs> with a weak you couldn't find anything positive than okay. that. We'll be better than Oregon this year. Oregon, bro. Oregon. Thank you. That's how I know you weak because you don't Oregon. say you don't say it right. Kitchen, bro. You been cooking up in there? Well, I'm trying to get this camera right for y'all. Okay. Is that better? <laughs> Is that better right there? Yeah, uh, that's perfect. Cool. Like when Slate came on here trying to figure out technology. Uh, Slate came on with his glasses. Like, what? <laughs> <laughs> hey, What's man, up, man? Well, how y'all doing, man? We're doing good, man. We can't complain. How you doing, man? What's COVID life been like? How's it been adapting? Uh, I know we got you got Tosh, so... With kids, you know, you can't go nowhere. It's been crazy. So what's COVID life been like for you? Uh, I mean, it's kind of the same, bro. You know how I am. I'm, I'm chilling in the house. You know, like Dev said, I'm probably doing something, building something, like figuring out a way to do stuff. But, you know, I'm in here chilling, bro. You know, Taj, Taj crazy. He's just like me. So it's like arguing <laughs> with myself. But other than that, you know, it's cool. <laughs> hey, man, we asked Hightower the same thing. He had his lady pregnant. You're in the house with a pregnant woman. Give all the men out there some survival tips. How do you survive quarantine life inside with a pregnant person? How do you survive that? You better get a basement. <laughs> <laughs> you better get a basement quick. No, <laughs> no, nah, nah, but no, nah, my girl's easy, bro. Like, you know, she's easy, but that's the least of my worries. I mean, she has her pregnant moments every once in a while. And then I just, mm-hmm. you know, I go in the basement, I chill out, you know, cook her some food and, you know, kind of do my thing, bro. You, you know me, bro. I ain't tripping. All the young men watching, you heard two pros tell you, take it easy, enjoy it. Pat just said it right. Go cook a meal, get you some away time. So don't don't ruin don't ruin your good nights, as J Mac always says. You got opportunity don't ruin it. <laughs> don't ruin them during the day. Don't and like do you it. said, you've been building and, and doing stuff. What 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 has been the coolest thing you've done during quarantine? Have you built something really cool? Um, cooked an amazing meal. What has been uh, the coolest thing you've done during quarantine? Uh, I built a deck. That was cool. I built a, like a 30-foot by 16-foot deck. I just finished my, my floors, put some new floors in. Like, you know, a little stuff like that. Like a couple faucets for my mom and dad, my mom and dad, like, you know, vanities and stuff like that. That's <laughs> it, bro. I just stay busy. Man. So you're going into construction, I see. 
Yeah, a little, uh, a little bit. We'll see. We'll see how that goes. <laughs> hey, what was what was one of your favorite memories um, in the NFL in your uh, eleven year career? What's been you know one or two of your just favorite memories that you always rem uh, remember? Uh, favorite memories? I mean, I mean, there's all the the Super Bowls and you know all the accolades and stuff like that, but. Honestly, bro, you know me, bro. I, I just like you guys. I like I like my teammates. I like being there with just being in the locker room. And mm. It's like a brotherhood, you know what I'm saying? You can talk shit. You know, you have a bad day. They don't care. You come in, they're going to make fun of you anyway. <laughs> you know, and that kind of, that kind of like, I guess you going, you know, all right, cool. They don't care. They don't care about what's going on. Man. All they care about is just having a good time and, you know, creating relationships and stuff like that. So, I mean, after 12 years, bro, honestly, I can say, my favorite part is just, you know, like gaining friends, bro. Like, you know, you guys. So that's that's really it for me. I mean, Super Bowls are great now. Don't <laughs> don't get me wrong. Don't get me wrong. But just, you know, hanging out with everybody, bro, and just, you know, being a bunch of brothers, bro. Like I, I had 80 brothers or whatever. I've been here 12 years, 12 years, hundreds of brothers, you know. So that's probably the best thing. No doubt. What was it like in college? You guys had so many pro players uh, on your team while you was there in the secondary and throughout. Uh, what was that atmosphere being at light uh, at school with so many guys that were so talented? Yeah, did y'all know? Did y'all was y'all hearing like, man, you, T.J. Ward, Jarius Burr, Walter? Tom, were y'all sitting there like, yeah, man, we all gonna be like top picks and ball in the league? No, nah, honestly, never, bro. Like, like it was just like I said, it was just just a bunch of well, I was you know 16, 17, but it was a bunch of just clowns. We were just competitive and just talking shit all the time and. You know, kind of going from there. I, I mean, of course, at some point, you start to realize, like, yo, I can do this. You know, I, I can, I can go somewhere. But most of the time, bro, it was, it was just some clowning around. I would be like, high to high said, with my, my homies, drinking, whatever, and then somebody, somebody will get up, grab a curl ball, and <laughs> they do a curl, do some curls or push-ups, put it down, and they'll just say, hey, I'm better than you, and they'll sit down. And you, you got to do something. You can't just sit there. You know, so it was. Kind of those type of things, those relationships and, and everything like that, man. It was just, it was fun, man. It wasn't the business part. It wasn't money involved. It was just like a friendship, you know. Barry, Barry on Facebook asked a good question. What was your welcome to the NFL moment? Oh, bro, my <laughs> rookie year, Larry, Larry is on. I'm on kickoff return. I gotta block the five, and you know it lives. You know Izzo, he don't care. He's running full speed, ducks his head, puts it right in my chin, gets up. He goes, welcome, rookie. And after that, I was like, oh, okay, you little shit. Okay. <laughs> yeah, we can do this. You want to do this? But that right there woke me up. I'm like, okay, they're not playing around. This, this, is, this, this, is, real, this is real thing. This is real football over here. So that was an eye-opener for me, you know, like even social teams, you know. You know like we always talk about defenses, you know, Everyone's big, everyone's fast, everyone's strong. It's all about like intelligence and all that, but special teams, something different. Just dogs, bro. There's some crazy, it's some, yeah, that's dogs, some crazy people out there. So he woke my ass up and I wasn't even sleeping. And he woke me up. <laughs> that goes right into the next. What's your, your football mentality? Because you're a guy that throughout the course of your career, you haven't been injured much. You play through a lot, me being able to witness that. Bullshit. You. <laughs> Even even I saw somebody commented and they talked about the fact that in the Super Bowl in 18, breaking your arm, but still you went back there, put a cast on it, got it up, and then you were right back on the sideline uh, to be a part of the team. So, like, what's your mentality like going in each season, week in and week out? Uh, I mean, it's – I mean, just – I don't know, just play, bro. I mean, if you can play, you can play. You know, that's mm – -hmm. That's just kind of mentality. I always say it all the time, bro. If, if you can walk, you can play. You know, like I've always said that. That's how I've always been. You know, and just kind of proving myself. You know, like like we've had a lot of daughters. You know, throughout our life, and it's kind of proving people wrong and really just making a name for myself. You know, making a name for my family and you know making my family proud and my son proud. And you know, throughout the years, those things only get bigger and bigger. Like you know, when you guys know Taj, like once he's born. You know, it's, mm -hmm. it's nine, 10 years now where I got to bust my ass for him, you know? So it's, it's really just about family and, and really just making a legacy for yourself, you know? So, That's you know, big. when I die, people, you know, say, you know, 
he was good. You know, I was a nice guy. He was good, and kind of go from there. You know, football don't last forever, but you know, like your legacy does. You know, so that's how I feel. Speaking speaking of Taj, who is the best athlete in the house now? Is it you or is it Taj? I mean, he is. I've seen some of his highlights. He he's real out there. No, he real. But nah, bro. <laughs> you know, you know, you know what's going on here. <laughs> I will never let him win. When he beat me, then that's that he earned that. I tell him all the time. You beat, I'm, gonna make, I'm gonna make sure you lose. Yeah. <laughs> I'll make sure you lose every time, bro. So but he's getting there, man. He's getting there. Like he wants to play like, you know, for he goes outside and plays with I'm plays outside and everything, basketball, but he he likes Fortnite, you know, likes Fortnite like everybody else does. Mm-hmm. But every time I make him I say, Hey, you got 30, 30, 30. It's 30 push-ups, 30 sit-ups, 30 squats. And he just knocks those out and then goes, does his thing. You know what I'm saying? So he, he he's getting there. I'm, I'm trying to get him right, you know. But as far as the household, you know I run that. So let's get out of here. It's so funny, it's so funny for me to see because I remember being a rookie and you were running to make the bus because Taj was just born and, like, being in the house with him running around when he was super little. And now, like, I see him playing football. He'd be, like, the biggest kid out there. Mushing kids running, like that's just dope for me to see, like him and Chris Duran's son, just like how they've grown yeah. athletic, and they just like both of them, just like they dad. So it's pretty cool to see just all of the work y'all put in and raising them jokers. Yeah, man, you you seen it, you seen them grow, bro, from the from the jump. I be having to tell him, you playing flag football. I'm like, bro, you can't stiff arm people. You can't you can't do that. You'll get in trouble. You can't stiff arm nobody. That's it. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So yeah, you've seen you've seen it from when he was a baby till now. You know what I'm saying? So you know you know him just as well as everybody else. No. And stop calling him juggernaut, bro. It's, he grew into his head. Bro. I didn't say that. Hey, before we let you go, uh on Facebook they said you should make a cookbook, uh Patriots cookbook with all your recipes. They want you to make that. I mean, we'll see. I mean, it, I love cooking. Y'all know I love cooking, man. But it's too much time to make recipe yeah. book. I'm just trying to cook. <laughs> <laughs> I got a pregnant girl here. I got a nine year old. I got I got my family. I'm trying. Ain't to got no food, time. Post career. Post career cookbook. Post career, yeah. Post career, like something along those lines. Maybe a firefighter. I go on there and work about ten ten days a month. Just chill out. There you go. Call today. There you go. <laughs> Hey, man, well, we appreciate you coming through, man. Uh, we ain't going to take up any more of your time, man. Go enjoy uh, your last few nights before 2020 of whatever this training camp is going to look like before it begins. But yeah, so enjoy that, man. We appreciate you coming on. Appreciate you, bro. No, no worries, man. I appreciate you guys, bro. Yes, sir. All right. Now, you guys got an elite lineup to the, tonight. We had two of the best defensive players uh, in the last 10 years. Uh, to grace the field for the Patriots. And uh, I've always said it since I played with Pat, he doesn't get the credit he deserves. When you mention strong safeties, there's no way you don't mention him when it comes to covering tight ends, comes to playing in the box, comes to being athletic and tackling. Um, what people don't really talk about a lot, tackling, tacklers, um, just definitely just one of the best players uh, I've gotten to play with. I'm going to miss me, him, and Deron. We used to take the field and, you know, a lot of times, man, we would do stuff, and after the play, we'd be like, bro, why'd you do that? I ain't say anything to you. And I was like, well, I figured you was going to do that, so I'd do this. And me and Pat so many times have looked at each other and don't know why we both did the right thing because we didn't get to communicate. And, and that's been a lot of fun just sharing the field with some of the same guys uh, for so many years. You just get to in tune with each other. Um, like how people talk about us growing up together, I feel like that when I'm out there with Pat. So much stuff is just in tune. Um, and whenever one of us is hurt, it's just very weird being out there uh, without the other one. No doubt about it. Like I would say about you three, y'all are like red jacket patriots. Uh, whenever y'all do decide to hang them up, we'll be attending uh, you guys. I don't know what they call it. The, it's not a ring of honor. It's the Patriots Hall of Fame. We'll be coming uh, and, and being there for you guys' ceremony. But we got Jordan coming up uh, next uh, on the fan line. Where's my man Marcus, man? We gotta get Marcus in here before we go. We can't. We, we gotta we got get Zach in here too. Zach just celebrated a birthday, so we gotta get we gotta get him in there. What's up, Jordan? How you doing, man? Good, man. What do you guys think about the Jamal Adams trade? Oh, I think I mean 
obviously, it, I think that's a trade that you look at. And I think I thought so I can't remember who said it on Twitter. It was like you can't really judge trades until games are played and there's wins and losses. But I think on the paper, I mean, it looks like a good trade. Jamal Adams gets out of uh, gets out of the Jets, where which he wanted, and the Jets get two firsts and a third, uh, and also get uh, Bradley too. So. Uh, I felt like it was a good trade. I mean, once Jamal Adams said the stuff he said about Adam Gaze, it was only a matter of time before the trade uh, was going to happen. And me, I'm I'm a fan of it. I love the NBA has been doing it for a while. I love to see guys, and I know fans may not like it, but at the same time, I love to see a guy say, you know what, I don't want to be here, and I'm going to force them to trade me to get me to somewhere else that I want to be. Because at the end of the day, you a, a team, once they get tired of a guy, they just let them go just like that. Trade them, cut them, do whatever they need to do to get rid of a guy. So I love to see players when you're playing at such an elite level, like Jamal Adams is like Antonio Brown was when he forced his way out of Pittsburgh. Um, I like to see it. Hey, you don't want to be there. Get out of there. So uh, I think it's going to be, I'm excited to see him in Seattle and we play in the AFC East. So I'm excited not to see him. Twice a lot a of, all, all our receivers, all our receivers I know are happy. That they don't have to come down and try to crack back, uh, crack block Jamal Adams because yeah. he was a hack for all those guys. <laughs> What's your guys' favorite Bill Belichick moment? Uh, I would say all my moments have been, uh, I say two our morning meetings, depending on what we're gonna get. We sometimes get a bunch of low lights where he rips us, we sometimes get sarcastic, funny Bill. Sometimes we get long, long, long meeting, which I guess you could kind of call boring, Bill. Um, and then you get on the flip side of that, the, th- uh, the three times that I've been there, we won Super Bowls. Um, and every, I would say every time, even before we played in that Super Bowl game, I've always appreciated how much he tells the team, like how thankful he is, how they compete, how they work. And then when you see him once we win, on the field, post-game, at the celebration, just like you see how happy Bill, like he's hyped. He's, so to me, those are just some of the best memories I've had being in New England um, for the amount of time I've been there. Man, uh, for me, every day is a, is, a, is a memorable moment that I get to walk in and I get to play uh, uh, for Bill Belichick and the Patriots. I've had a lot of losing years, and I've been uh, with the Patriots for two years, and I've had the two best records of my entire career. So every time I sit in the team meeting and we take the field, as a, as a memorable moment for me. So, hey, all of them. Jay Mack, were you in Tennessee during the snow game? <laughs> yes. Okay. I was, here, I, was here, I was reading or uh, listening to a thing the other day where uh, Rod Nikovich was talking about after the game, snowballs were being thrown at players. And it was Bill Belichick throwing snowballs at Rod Nikovich and all the players. Yeah, I we were. We weren't throwing snowballs. We was in that locker room. Guys was thought they were frostbit. So we was we was trying yeah. to hurry up and back to Tennessee. We won't prepare for that. So that's a game that uh, I, I don't appreciate you bringing up. That's a game I tried not to remember. But yeah, I was a part of, I was a part of that debacle. Well, your what's your favorite memory? We got we gotta mention the Super Bowl breakdown in the end zone. Uh, for me, um, my favorite memory uh, being a Patriot is definitely the Super Bowl. I wouldn't say uh, it was the pass breakup. It was probably uh, all of the moments um, directly after the game. So whether it was um, the confetti falling and taking a knee, whether it was the press conference after the game, being able to talk trash uh, after winning the game, um, whether it was the parade, uh, not even a parade, coming back off the plane, and Bill hands me the trophy and lets me walk around with the trophy once we got uh, to Gillette. All of those moments for me are are, are just, they go down in history. Um, being able to play in that game and win that game was something that I didn't think I was going to be able to do. So um, that's not only a, a, a great memory, but motivation. Now, once you get there, it's, it's something that you strive for. It's such a letdown each season if you're not getting back to that game. Appreciate you, man. Yep, thanks for having me. Uh, thanks for coming on. Good questions. Yes, well, uh, Dad, you asked for it, right? We got Marcus coming up next on the fan line. Why well, Cam is the man, man. We got says she can't, Nadine says she can't wait to see Bill in his mask. <laughs> I haven't I haven't had anyone envision that yet, but Marcus, what's happening, man? 
man. Guys. You ready for training camp or what, Marcus? Uh, yeah, um, about that. Um, how do you feel about the, the preseason, even though uh, you kind of already um, him, uh, said, uh, said that? It's the, the first time that the Patriots uh, never had a, a, no preseason. Yeah, it'll be different, man. I, yeah. I understand why we don't have it, though. I think it's in the interest of keeping guys healthy. Um, but I also understand that there's always some value in preseason. Um, I'm a little older, so, like, you know, last year we didn't play in many preseason games, you know. Um, but the opportunity for the younger guys is going to be tough, you know, not having those preseason games. So um, I really do feel for them when it comes to not having preseason games. But the truth is, um, I heard D. Smith say, you know, director of the NFLPA, we have to make sure we adjust to the pandemic. We can't make the pandemic adjust to us. And losing preseason games for something. Like, I've been watching the preseason games for the past seven years. So it's probably something for taking like a break from it, I guess, for this first time. So, um, also, I have a question for J-Mac. What's up? Um, what do you think about Camp Newton's interview from after, let's say, after a win or a loss or because he likes to have his fashion uh, styles? What do you think that will be? Uh, I think that's dope. Uh, I think him, um, his fashion and everything he wears, I don't know that I will wear it, but I think it's very unique. And I, I think guys using their platform to express whether it's fashion, whatever it is, I think I think that's an awesome thing. I think we have uh, enormous platforms, and specifically him, uh, MVP, a guy that's done so much for our game. I think it's awesome um, that he has his own fashion sense, that he's confident in it. And he's probably setting trends somewhere. It's so cool. I just love his uh, fashion. It's so cool. It's like he comes with a cool hat. It's so cool. It's like it's so awesome. I mean, it's just. I'm sure we got to get you one of them hats, man. Uh, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I think I said. Mark is like, nah, I know my style. I don't want that stuff. Yes. Um. Also, I do have a, a question for uh for you, Devin. Um. How is Josh McDaniels going to succeed with Cam Newton if he's the, the starting quarterback? Um, I think I think Josh will figure it out. Whether it's Cam, whether it's City, whether it's Hoyt, um, I've got I've been fortunate to be around Josh for the last couple of years now and formed a good relationship. So we always talk about offense and defense. Like he talks to me about like uh, when he had to coach against Ed Reed and how good Ed Reed was and the different things he would do to make it hard for the quarterback. Um, so he's been a great resource for me, and I've gotten to really see why he's so good at being an offensive coordinator, how he views the game. So um, I think no matter what, he'll be successful because he figures out what he has in players, and he just does what he thinks is best for the Yeah, yep. he's good at that because he failed with um, Tim Tebow. So I'm saying that um, it will work out with Cam Newton. Yeah, oh, you know I mean, and he, he still just, throw him under the bus like that. No, nah, he did no, some. Good no, 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 I'm saying no, that Josh McDaniels will succeed with. Yeah, him. yes, sir. I'm not saying buts. I'm not saying that. I'm no, saying no, that. no, I'm just playing with you, Mark. Dave, Josh McDaniels. There we go. <laughs> and that's it. There we go, man. That's that. I appreciate you as always, man. Thank you for stopping in. Uh, anytime. I mean, you know, you guys are just awesome. Yes, sir. Appreciate, appreciate that, man. Weeks, man. Hey, before you even start talking, we got our guy Zach coming up next on the fan line before we get out of here. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday. What's up, man? Happy birthday, happy birthday, man. So, yeah. So first, you know, thank you guys for the happy birthday wishes. Jason, when I saw that on your guys' story, I fell to the ground. I, I <laughs> was just uh hey, that's awesome, man. You know, Did you I got Hey there we go, man? Hey, I appreciate uh, that. Did you did you thank 
Hmm? Sorry, I can't hear you. Thank you, Mom. She sent us a DM. And yeah, we saw it. Out. I did. Oh, that's awesome, yeah. man. How old was your birthday? Uh, so I turned 13, but yeah, it was it, it was pretty good. Uh, there just you go. got to have a cookout, and it was awesome. That's but, good, man. Happy to hear So I wanted to know this week, uh, with the NFL kind of, they're going to allow players to wear decals on their helmets. Do you guys have you guys like decided on anything to wear? Do you guys know if you're going to be wearing anything or you know anything like that? I didn't know we could wear decal. Yeah, I saw that yeah. they were they were discussing that. Um, I, think, I, I think they said something about it. Yeah, they said decals, different things they're trying to uh, come up with. I actually talked to a yeah. guy that used to play in the NFL that works at the league office now. He said they've been doing a lot of talking of trying to figure out which ways to go. But um, I haven't I haven't even thought about, you know, what I would wear uh, as a decal. I, I think I definitely would want to uh, wear something. I think that would be a small gesture uh, to show and to be able to do something in regards to social justice. I think our biggest thing is going to be what we do off the field. Um, but I, I have to think about it a little bit longer. Obviously, um, you've continued to see so much stuff. Um, players in the WNBA and the NBA talking about – uh, Brianna and trying to get justice for her and getting the cops arrested um, that did the things that they did, the no-knock warrant showing up, her losing her life uh, from cop shooting. So uh, I definitely think that's something that's been talked about a lot that uh, needs to be done. So I think somewhere of that nature or something I would have to think about and maybe try to bring awareness to something that's not being discussed as much. Yeah, I agree. Mm-hmm. I agree with that. All right. Well, thank you guys. You know, as always, last last episode, uh, unless unless training camp gets delayed, hopefully you guys <laughs> can do some more. But yeah, thank you guys for all of this. Hey, no problem, man. Enjoy your yeah. night, man. Yeah, you too. Let me get my let me get my shout outs in. Shout out my man Howie is in here. My man Neil Anderson was watching Neil Anderson Jr. and. Uh, uh, little man Scoop was watching. From okay. Joe. Mike, my man Mike Bassagio. Go. A lot of old, a lot of uh, old familiar faces in here. So, um, and Nadine said Jason sings better than Dev. Uh, I appreciate that. Um, <laughs> just want to make sure you knew that. Is that it? Is that all you got for us? Yeah, a, lot, a lot, of, a lot of thank yous. Nadine said, "Mama, we made it." Thank you, guys. Martha said, "Hope to uh, hope to see you soon." Um, yeah, yeah. So I just seen an update saying that the NFLPA has said any player who attends high risk event can get disciplined. Yes, that's that's accurate. The high risk things on uh, the agreement or whatever are extremely dumb to do at this time. So I would assume guys aren't going to go to nightclubs, aren't going to go to concerts. So. Those are like the things that you can be disciplined for. And for us to attempt to play football, those would be things that would be really, really stupid for guys to attend in their off time. And I'm not going to lie, though, before we get out of here. For me, as a fellow player, I go on social media and it makes me very nervous to think there will be a season. I mean, because you'll go on. I've gone on social media and seen guys posting a video in a nightclub. And it's just like, yo, like we're attempting to play football. That's not going to be okay. You see guys working out in one city on a Monday, working out in another city on a Tuesday and another city the next week. And it's just like, dang, well, if they working out here, here and here, that means you got to be traveling and you come across however many people or you see guy post a picture and there's hundreds of like, whether it's anywhere, you know what I mean? So for me, it is nerve wracking. And those are the things that for me make it nervous to say, like, are we going to be able to have an entire season? Because there's small things like that that go a long way because it's only going to take a guy. Like we said earlier in the show, like talking to uh, we have a lot of friends at Rutgers and they just decided to stop the program because it only takes uh, one person testing positive and you come into the building, that thing will spread. You know what I mean? Like wildfire. So, um I don't want to be negative. We'll speak positive to into existence. So you got any, you got anything to share before we get out of here for before our, our hiatus? Yeah, and I want to also shout out the WNBA um, because I I think they don't get enough credit. Um, I saw Tory Smith tweet that they've been doing a lot of stuff in social justice way longer than a lot of people got into it. Um, so big shout out to all the women in the WNBA. 
you see they were very active as their season took off, whether it was T-shirts, whether it was walking out before the end. Back of the jerseys. Having Breonna Taylor's name, shoes. So big shout out to all of the women. Um, and if you don't know, Rutgers has really had a ton of great WNBA players. Um, Matia Ashman, Vaughn. Yeah, so a lot of greats that we got to know. Um, but uh, I'll leave you guys with this until it be a while. Um, worry about yourself. And when I say worry about yourself, worry about improving yourself, becoming better. And the only way for self-improvement to happen is by looking in the mirror and understanding what is there. Um, I heard a pastor, Charlie Dace, talk about back in the day, they didn't have mirrors. We are so accustomed to when we go out and we're going to do things. In the morning, we wake up, we go in the bathroom, we look in the mirror, we look to see how we look before we go. So don't don't miss that time. Don't take that time for granted as you're looking at how your hair looks. Are your lashes good? Is your mustache right? Take the time to also look in the mirror and see yourself and see what you need to improve, what you need to do better. Was your day good? Was your day bad? When you wake up in the morning, are you thinking about having a good day? Are you thinking about some positivity, thing, positive things to push you forward in your day? Really focus on self. I hope people were doing that during this quarantine when you had to spend a lot of time with yourself. Um, focus on improving and getting better. And then at the end of the day, you'll be able to say, Mama, we made it! If you see me around, I'll be screaming, Mama, we made it everywhere. There you go. As you guys know, double coverage with the McCordy Twins. While we're away, if you want to catch up on any old episodes or anything of that nature, iTunes, Spotify, YouTube, we're there. Double coverage with the McCordy Twins. Make sure when you do so, you go and subscribe. And for you guys who have logged on to the fan credit, who have gotten the app, who have come side by side, we thank you guys for doing so and being a part of this quarantine podcast with us. A big thank you and shout out to the producer of this show, Cam who has made it happen each and every week. If a guest has had troubles like Slater taking 45 minutes to get on or whoever it might be, Cam has been there at the ready calling guys, trying to figure out staying on the phone to get them on. Uh, He's done an awesome job queuing up the guys uh, for me and Deb that have been here. So a big, big thank you uh, to Cam. Tremendous uh, uh, support and help uh, for me and Deb uh, to be able to do this podcast. And as always, Malka Sports, Uh, who have done so much to help us get this thing off the ground. We will be seeing you guys at a later date. Assuming there's a season, everything's going great, and we're back rolling. So appreciate all you guys for tuning in throughout this quarantine over these last several weeks. We never thought we'd be doing it this long and that the quarantine was going to last this long. But we appreciate you guys. Have a good one. It was weird. Yeah, yeah. Enjoy the night, guys, and hopefully we'll be seeing you from an NFL field soon. I guess you'll be seeing. Uh, maybe they'll put a helicopter over where guys are getting tested and stuff tomorrow. It'll probably get real weird. It hasn't been much to report, so yeah, but it there will be there somehow. So see you guys later, man. Have a good night. See you tomorrow. <laughs>